Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Now I'm going to uh, dive into my segment. It's a 30-minute segment. I'll be sharing with you how to shift your internal operating system as a leader.
And I believe we're all leaders in our own unique ways. But before we dive in, I'll briefly reset the room. For those of you that have just entered, good morning to many of you, good evening and good afternoon to some of you, uh, wherever uh, you, you are joining. And I say that because it's actually 12 a.m. where I am. Um, but I'm always excited tuning in here and, and sharing uh, every two weeks, you are in Breakfast with Champions. It's the Millionaire Breakfast Club, and we're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration every single morning. As the wonderful Glenn Lundy often says, if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact on your life. You are going to um, hear a ton of motivation and education inspiration through the week, right? We've got 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday, and Club 111, our worship service on Sunday. And we also have a social media uh, show every weekday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and pop-up rooms throughout the afternoon. And of course, the link above, we've got our podcast. If ever you want to replay or if you've missed an episode, uh, head to breakfastwithchampions.live and subscribe and share the show as well because we can certainly um, share more of what we are diving into. All right, let's take off. If we've never met, my name's Ram Castillo. I'm based in Sydney and professionally for the last 16 years, I've been practicing in the space of human-centered design, creative strategy, digital marketing and branding. I've done so for the likes of Ogilvy, JWT, McCann. Previously, I was design director for DDB, uh, Service McDonald's and Audi primarily. And most recently, I was the head of digital design for Saatchi and Saatchi in Australia and serviced Amex, Qantas and Toyota. Uh, now I help business owners, leaders and organizations get unstuck as an advisor and coach through design thinking. And as I mentioned today, in this segment, I'll be speaking to you about how to shift your internal operating system as a leader. If we shift the internal, we'll know when and how to take any leap we desire. Now, as a leader, you want to change the world. You want to make more meaningful impact in whatever that might look like for you. It might be through the products and services you create in the industry you're in. It might be through the people you serve, your customers and the teams you lead. It might be through the community you're building and nurturing. So many of us leaders want to change the world, but are we willing to change ourselves? Now, achieving the level of impact that we desire is directly proportional to the person we need to become. High impact requires high performing behavior and high performing behavior is an inside job. Now, the challenge is that your current default way of thinking could be hindering your performance. But what if we could change that. Imagine upgrading your internal operating system to access a level of performance that overshadows what you've been able to achieve to date. So in this segment, you're going to learn how to shift your internal operating system so that you can make even more impact as a leader in the places and spaces you're in 
to build even more quality relationships, partnerships and opportunities. And it all begins with the internal, our thinking and beliefs, because ultimately we cannot outperform our beliefs. Now, I've been a practitioner in this space of human-centered design um, for 16 years, and, and I've cultivated a ton of data and insights on human behavior. And so today, I'll be presenting five ways that we could change the way we think and believe that directs how we behave. And I say could change because any type of shifting of our internal self requires really three main ingredients, in my opinion. Regardless of the information we receive, our transformation is only possible by volunteering these three things. Number one, a willingness to explore. Many of you have heard me say that. Uh, number two, an openness to adopting new ideas. And number three, a commitment to try. Now, once again, number one, a willingness to explore. That's voluntarily reflecting. Number two, an openness to adopting new ideas. That's voluntarily considering. And number three, a commitment to try. That is voluntarily taking action. And to call out the elephant in the room here, this is a massive topic. Results won't be immediate, if at all. And that's because this involves a combination of unpacking things like our childhood, our upbringing, our environment, people, places, things, media we've been exposed to, and overall, our individual lived and observed experiences. So the option is there. How much you want to shift will depend on how deep you'd like to go and how much you want to let go. Elevation requires separation. All, all operating system upgrades require deleting the old. Now, before any applications installed, we need to self-assess where we currently are. Finding our baseline is critical. Uh, if we don't know where we are, we don't know where, how to reverse engineer where we want to go, just like a GPS. It can only guide us if we volunteer our starting point. So in the context of this topic, we know that our thoughts certainly contribute to our internal operating system. As has been said by uh, Lao Tzu, an ancient Chinese philosopher, many of you have heard this, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character becomes your destiny. So thoughts, words, actions, habits, character, destiny. Everything after the thoughts is materialized as what we know as how we behave, how we treat ourselves and others, what we do, the actions we take or don't take, and the leader we become. So what comes before our thoughts? What influences our thoughts? And more importantly, how do we change our thinking? So this is what we'll be focusing on, what lies underneath the surface. One of the most powerful solutions for leaders looking to shift their internal operating system is constant inquiry. It's this constant inquiry, inquiry within ourselves and by gathering feedback from others, we accumulate more data points. This constant inquiry, it expands our awareness. And as leaders, we're only as constructive as effective uh, awareness. And we only plateau when we've capped 
on our willingness to explore. So the five frameworks are, number one, S plus T equals R. Situation plus thinking equals response. The second we'll dive into, and this is all going to be quite sharp, short and sharp um, and top line, but I want you to get the tools and you can dive deep into it in your own time. Uh, the second there is the work by Byron Katie. Uh, it's widely known and, and it has affected the way that I uh, manage my thoughts and behavior immensely. Uh, it's a sequence of inquiry to, to identify and question the thoughts that cause us to experience some type of suffering. And it's a way to find peace with yourself and the world around you. The third is the Jahari window. And the Jahari window is used for understanding conscious and unconscious bias that can help increase self-awareness and our understanding of other people. The fourth framework is the AID model, action, impact, desired outcome. And this is used for giving clear and effective feedback. The fifth and final one uh, we'll dive into is the triple A model, which is awareness, acceptance, action. And this is used to help people bridge the knowing and doing gap. Unless we truly accept our situation and feedback, we aren't really ready to make change and implement action. So take what you need. These are all tools you'll, you'll have at your toolbox. Some you might use right away, some you might find useful for later. So let's dive into the first one. The first framework to help shift our internal operating system is S plus T equals R, situation plus our thinking equals our response. So if you look at uh, this fast-paced environment we live in, we, we seek to have mantras, visions, and quotes to maintain balance and calm and keep us motivated. But did you know that various research has suggested that we face around 20 or so unexpected situations every single day? And so how does your thinking style affect your behavior for each of these. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day these scenarios. Is it possible that if you thought differently about a situation, you might respond differently? So the design thinking part of me is a massive advocate for these types of diagnostics, these frameworks, surveys as well, because it allows us to explore self-analysis. And there's plenty of diagnostics out there that address the character bucket, you know, the personality test, the technical skills, the attitude test. Um, it's like a house, right? As an analogy, there's, there's walls and the roof and these are part of the foundations. Um, but there are actually two buckets we need to measure and understand. Character was one, as I mentioned, but the other is thinking styles. And all too often we want the band-aid solution. Of course, right? Time's precious. Give me the solution now. How do I improve my stress management now? How? Can I improve my time management now? 
improve my communication capabilities now, my marketing funnel now. But working on these areas without understanding the root cause will only trigger you to repeat these patterns. So one very important tool that I have to present to you is this, it's, that's that top of the list here, is that S plus T equals R equation. Situation plus thinking equals our response. It's actually a, a key part of a bigger tool called Lifestyles Inventory, LSI. Um, it's, it's used as a self-assessment tool um, created by an organization called Human Synergistics, but we're not gonna dive into LSI right now. That is a whole other can of worms, but merely bringing S plus T equals R into our attention. Because in our brain, how we think determines how we respond in its simplest form. So every day we're confronted with a bunch of expectations from our boss or our clients or team if we are the boss. You know, we've got aging parents and relatives, problematic children sometimes, <laughs> partners, the ups and downs of personal and professional life. It's never going to be perfect as well as demands from within. We've got expectations of ourselves. So however these demands are perceived, it's the perception of these demands and the perception of what our resources are that causes stress. Okay, so we're going a little deeper now. If we think those demands are greater than our resources, then we voluntarily send ourselves into stress. So this stress is called distress. It took me a long time to realize that, that there's these types of stress and there's constructive and unconstructive types of stress. And it's been said that we can send ourselves into distress in seven seconds, actually. Uh, it can show up in the form of psychological stuff like anxiety, feeling powerless, wanting to give up, feeling helpless even. Uh, and then there's the ph physiological uh, side, which is you know sweating, heart palpitations, skin rashes, upset stomach, um, and behavioral symptoms like feeling the need to increase alcohol or substance use, increased sleeping to avoid the world, or the other end, lack of sleep, um, and increased irritability. So we have to remember that if the perception of demands is greater than the perception of resources, this will cause distress. And so managing it comes with considered thinking. All right, let's move on to the second way to help shift our internal operating system. It's using The Work by Byron Katie. She's widely known and this is um, public knowledge. Her framework has been used by millions of people. It's a sequence of inquiry. It's a way to identify and question the thoughts that cause us to experience some type of suffering. And, to, and it, it can help us find peace with ourselves um, and the world around us. So the four part process goes like this. First part is notice. The second part is write. The third part is question. And the fourth part is turn it around. So I'll go through these very briefly. The first part, notice. Who or what upsets you? Why? Recall a specific situation, relax, and be still in that moment, travel in your mind to a specific situation where you experienced anger, you were hurt perhaps, or you felt sad, disappointed with someone. We've all been there. So try that, go in there, be there now and notice 
name and feel the emotion you were experiencing at the time. So find the reason why you were upset. That's the first part, notice. The second part is write. So you will need to capture these stressful thoughts using short, simple sentences. Um, stay anchored in the situation at that specific moment in time and write, but don't censor yourself. Allow yourself to be as judgmental, childish, even petty, if you want, as feel what you felt in that moment and write it down and discover the cause of your stress and the emotions in that moment. The third part is question. So we need to isolate one thought and you need to ask these questions, which I'll share in a sec. But as you ask them, allow the raw, genuine answers to arise. So here, here is the questioning that you need to take. Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? How do re you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And then who would you be without that thought? Now, for those that have you know, never received coaching, this is, this is very common as well in, in the world of having a coach or, or, or if you are a coach, you would have um, these in your back pocket in many ways. So, you know, isolate a statement you're inquiring. If, if this is the first time you're doing this sequence, especially, it might be something like, I don't think I'm ready for this presentation, this pitch, or to speak in front of, 100 people or 500 people. So apply the four questions one at a time. You're diving into yourself. So you listen and wait and the answer will meet your question. Right, so if you had that fear, let's say, I don't think I'm ready for this presentation. Ask yourself, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true, that you're not ready for that presentation? How do you react? What happens? when you believe that thought, you might self-sabotage yourself. You might cancel the meeting. Okay. And who would you be without that thought? Well, you would be someone that would show up to that meeting and give it a red hot go regardless. Okay. So the fourth and final part of the work by Byron Katie is turn it around, turn the thought around. Could the opposite of your thought be true? That's really what this is about. Is the opposite as true or truer than the original thought? So for example, I don't think I'm ready for this presentation versus I am absolutely 100% ready for this presentation, more than ready. So to do the turnarounds, find opposites of the original statement. Okay, so that's the work by Byron Katie. Notice, write, question, turn it around. I've had the honor of speaking with Byron Katie directly, and this is why I'm also advocating for her. Um, I've been part of her programs. It's a, it's a real joy to pass this framework. Um, so have a look at her work um, and material. She's, she's great. The third framework to help shift our internal operating system is using the Jahari window. <laughs> it sounds a bit funny, right? It's a, it's a framework for understanding conscious and unconscious bias that can help increase self-awareness and our understanding of others. It was actually created by two psychologists, Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingham. It's hard to say their names, but they, they joined their names together and that's how they come up with Jahari, Joseph and Harrington. I 
needed visual aid for this and I posted it on my Instagram. So out of all the frameworks, this definitely needs visual aid. So if you head to my Instagram, the last post, um, go through this section of my segment now if you have that available to you. So the main goal of the Jahari window is to help expand an individual's perception of other people. Okay, to focus on feedback, which is shared discovery and self-discovery to help everyone involved develop understanding and to grow together. So this is based on two ideas. Number one, trust can be acquired by revealing information about yourself to others. The second part is self-learning is gained from the feedback of others. So we need to receive people's feedback as well. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? But each person is represented in this Jahari model through four windows, okay? And, and it's sort of like a, a, a fluid, liquid, um, changing um, allocation. It's not just equal quadrants. Um, so head to, to my Instagram last post and, and you'll get the exact framework in a visual format to help you understand this. Um, so two of these windows represent the self. The other two windows of the four represent the part unknown to the self. So I'll just go through the four parts and you can dive deeper in your own time. But it, the first part is open area. Okay, so this is as it is open. This is the information about the person that is known by the person themselves as well as others. So this is, you know, what we see and feel and experience of a person, their attitudes, their behavior, their emotions, the feelings, their skills, point of views, all those things. The second window of four this is the blind spot area. It's a blind spot. It's the information about yourself that others know in a group, but you are unaware of it. The third window is the hidden area. And this is the information that is known to you, but will be kept unknown from others. So this is any personal information which you feel reluctant or not yet prepared to reveal. You know, feelings, past experiences, fears, secrets. We all have some information that's private and it can affect our relationships, but eventually when we're comfortable, we might choose to take some of these hidden areas um, and move them into the open area. And the fourth window of four is the unknown area. So this is a, a territory where information is unaware even to yourself as well as others. Untapped information, untapped feelings, capabilities, untapped talents even. Um, and this could be for a whole bunch of reasons. It might be through traumatic past experiences, events which can be unknown for a lifetime. Um, the person will be unaware till they discover these hidden qualities and capabilities um, or through um, observation. Okay, so the fourth framework of five that I'm sharing is the AID model. Uh, and again, I'm sharing these frameworks to help shift our internal operating system. Okay, fourth framework, AID, action, impact, desired outcome. Action, things the person is doing well or poorly in the area that's being reviewed. Impact, 
is the effect these actions are having on the community or the organization and others. And D, desired outcome, the ways in which the person could do things more effectively. So in the interest of this segment, we'll be looking at applying it to our interactions with the people we lead, let's say. So you quickly find out that this action impact desired outcome, uh, outcome sequence, um, you know, you, you, you see this uh, with the others now, very complimentary. It'll help guide our thinking in a constructive way. And this is the, the point of it. We don't want a knee-jerk reaction or immediate emotions taking the lead. We need to start programming ourselves to understand our behavior, that it is collaborative instead of directive. And so the action piece is emphasis on their actions, not your interpretation of it. So let's say you're having a conversation with someone. Okay, maybe a person you're leading or, or a partnership that you're, you're, you're discussing um, with, with a partner. So you're feeding back what you observed or heard, not their intentions, not the, their personality or their character. We're trying to keep it factual. Um, and so the action questions to consider in this dialogue would be questions like, what are you there to discuss? Make that clear. What did you see? what evidence is there for this performance level okay we're keeping it fact-based now we move into impact so this can include positive or negative impact right when giving praise it's so easy to say to someone hey that was really good well done without saying why it was good or what made the difference this time so impact questions you can consider when you're engaging in this conversation what impact is this performance having on the team let's say how does this performance affect other departments how is the customer impacted what evidence do you have for this okay we're keeping things constructive and the third desired outcome remember the, the purpose of feedback is to enhance performance and motivate so the last stage is important here to determine what happens next. We need to put emphasis on what is missing rather than what is wrong. We need to build on strengths or positives. It's, it's better to do that um, to, to promote confidence. So have questions like, what needs to change going forward? What does the goal look like? Are actions smart, right? It's S-M-A-R-T method. When will you meet again to confirm improvement or review results? So remember, when you, you give feedback, you've got two choices. You can just tell the person what you want them to know, or we can ask them to self-assess and consider what has happened. And so when you do this, uh, the more that you are inviting them into co-designing solutions, the more you and your team will be able to self-assess uh, together and improve performance as a team. Now, the fifth and final framework is the AAA model, which is acceptance, sorry, awareness, acceptance, action. It's widely used in the spaces of psychology, coaching, and personal development. Uh, I've used it for many years, and, and, and it is uh, incredible 
um, to use because it's difficult to access a 180-degree bang, turnaround change straight away, right? So starting gently, building up momentum, checking in with yourself works well. And so the, the final one here, AAA, awareness, explore your own thinking and behavior, uh, look deeply and listen. Uh, without awareness, there is no acceptance, which is the next one, right? The, the second A, acceptance. Accept feedback and results, take responsibility. And if there is difficulty accepting, broaden and deepen your awareness further. Go back to the first A. Because without acceptance, there is no action. And so that's the third A. We need to act, develop and implement change, change plans. Without action, there is no change. Um, but we can't aim for action unless you have achieved acceptance and do not strive for acceptance until you have a broad awareness. So this is me wrapping up now. Uh, I've, I've given five different frameworks to shift your internal operating system, very high level stuff. Uh, you can dive into this in your own time, um, of course, but I just wanted to give you some of the tools that I've used in, in my career, my leadership, uh, in building teams and in leading uh, a few different uh, companies and servicing large organizations. Um, each person has different needs. Each, each circumstance will have its own context and nuance. But the key takeaway is that in order to shift our internal operating system, we need to voluntarily, constantly inquire. Inquiry within ourselves and by gathering feedback from others, we accumulate more data points. And this constant inquiry expands our awareness. As leaders especially, we're only as constructive and as effective as our awareness. We only plateau when we've capped on our willingness to explore. Okay, so if you DM me on Instagram, message me the word frameworks, I'll send you a summary of all this, DM me frameworks. My name's Ram Castillo. Thank you everyone for choosing to listen to Breakfast with Champions, for allowing me a 30 minute segment, uh, once a fortnight to share in dialogue. If you have any questions or comments, DM me on, uh, on IG, I'll leave no DM behind. Uh, my handle is the giant thinker. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.